grace. I'm Mike Zenker, and I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Growing in Grace Ministries Canada and Hope Fellowship, your community church, invites you to enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. All righty. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Still Growing in Grace. Uh, special guest, Paul Gray, with me today. And uh, Paul, say hello to everybody. Good morning. How's everybody across the world today? Mm-hmm. Well, up north of you, uh, no, we're not looking down on you. Um, up north here in Canada, I'm having my coffee. I used to call this Grounds and Grace uh, when I was doing it on Goma every week. But now I'm doing it on the Global Online Ministry Alliance, but uh, uh, going to this Still Growing in Grace. The reason we call this Still Growing in Grace is because we're still growing in grace. We are, just, aren't we? Well, unfortunately, I've... There are times where I thought, ah, I've arrived. This is like amazing. I've got the answer. Everybody needs to hear this answer. I've got it right. You're all wrong. And I didn't mean it in a I'm right, you're wrong. But I kind of believed it deep down that my lens of grace was so right uh, compared to how wrong other people's was that, man, I could do this the rest of my life. And then there was more grace. <laughs> There's so, always more grace. Oh my goodness. So if you're watching, could you please uh, chime in and say hello? If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, if you're not seeing the other comments, it's because uh, we're uh, sharing this on four different Facebook pages, two YouTube channels and Twitch. So if you're on Twitch, it's Mike, the minister guy. That's my handle there. So last week we were beginning to talk about light and, uh, um, what did you take away from last week, Paul, that kind of was fun for you? Because um, you got some stuff, you see things differently than I do. So this is a really fun conversation. What do you remember best? Well, I just uh, every day am uh, growing in grace. And that, uh, for me, a big part of that is just seeing that God is not only pure light, but there's no darkness at all in God. And so, yeah, I mean, every, every possible thing we could think about uh, with God, character, his thoughts, his attitude, his actions, um, they're, they're all pure light with no trace of darkness. So anytime we see a trace of darkness in any possible thing in our concept with God, it's not real. It's not real. No, we're, 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 we're reverting back to Adam's concept of a, of a dark, angry, religious, small G God. And uh, that's where everybody was uh, until Jesus came. And unfortunately today, many of us still have uh, little pockets, little things embedded in our mind that, Oh yeah, God's grace, God's good. God's love. God loves me. And, but there'll be that one little thing that'll come up. That's, dark i mean there's no other way to explain it sure. we've tried we've tried to explain those things away with mm-hmm. religion and by saying well you know god's ways are are higher than <clears> ours <throat> and so uh even though that's dark it must be light well i'm <laughs> done with those days <laughs> i'm done trying to explain away that kind of stuff because so, it's, well, it's well, not here's, right here's a question or a comment Do, have you noticed that uh, let's use light and darkness for example um before we had uh, a measure of understanding like we're, we're like we're engaging in now um when we saw the word dark or light in scripture 
we had a uh, definition for it. That is what it means. Therefore, everything else is wrong. And every time I read the word light or darkness, I'm reading it with one definition. Maybe there are more ways to perceive what they mean in scripture and which, which covenant is being written in. Sure. Um, what is light? What is darkness? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to realize there's more ways to read it than what you were taught. Absolutely. And what I was taught and unfortunately taught, and I would guess you were too, is that the God is light means that he's like antiseptically pure, uh, no, no trace of ever lying or ever having a bad thought or anything like that. Therefore, because he's light, he can't stand to be around darkness. Yeah. Uh, and well, hey, we that's grew up an with incorrect, that. Yeah, that's an incorrect lens. It's totally well, yeah, incorrect. Because they would compare sin to darkness. So if you yeah. sin, God can't be in your sin. Even that's right. wrong. Right, exactly. I think Jesus kind of uh, dispelled oh, that, didn't he? Oh, he did, but nobody read that part. <laughs> or they skimmed over. Or we don't read scripture slow enough to catch some of the profound meanings that are staring at us. Like I, yeah. I remember when uh, somebody pointed out to me, um, Peter, uh, having this revelation of the food on, you know, coming down the dream, he's, this blanket of food coming down. No, I'm not going to eat it, Lord. Three times he still says no. Who says no to God? Like, good mm -hmm. grief. And the, what I did not catch later, and it had to be pointed out and I had to read it extra slow. God has taught me to know, call no man unclean or unholy. And then I had, well, yeah, okay. No, read it slower. Holy smokes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that was just yeah. one aha. That was so big. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's this light and darkness thing. We, we, yeah. we love dualism. We love us versus them. We're in, they're not. So therefore, you know, oh my goodness. The, the gospel is, is Jesus arrived. The gospel is Jesus has reconciled the world. That is the gospel. Yeah. Not he can, if you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's not, it's not a potential, uh, mm -hmm. not a potential uh, gospel, you know, and you know, the word dualism, <clears throat> I, I mean, we could, we could talk for the rest of our life on that and probably not yeah. really grasp it, but uh, this concept of light, pure light with no trace of darkness, <clears throat> well, that, that to me, points out um, the opposite of dualism. Mm. If there is, if God is pure light with no trace of darkness, that's only <laughs> one thing. That's not two things. There's no dualism there. Mm -hmm. It's pure light with no trace of darkness. Yep. So. Well, it, it goes back to the two trees in the garden. That's where the dualism began. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got the tree of life, light, mm -hmm. and you have the tree of right and wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Separation, yeah. dualism, yeah. all of that's there. You know, we usually in the religious world, we tell people, if you're eating from the tree, that tree, then you need to switch from eating bad, the bad to the good. Well, no, you don't switch branches. You switch trees. Yeah. <laughs> you good, know, good defined by who. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole hey, thing. Did, do you remember if last week we talked about Isaiah 50? We didn't. I okay, think. good. I'm going to share a screen with you because this was cool. This is just on uh, Bible Gateway. 
Um, Isaiah 50 verse 10, New Living Translation says, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys a servant? If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. The Passion Translation says it, For who among, of you, who among you has true fear and reverence of Yahweh? Who of you listens to the voice of a servant? Are any of you groping in the dark without light? Let him trust in the faithful name of Yahweh and rely on his God. This is Old Testament. Now, this is God being light. I know. That was cool. Whoever told me this one this week, I quickly bookmarked this. I'm using it on on Wednesday with Paul. (laughs) Okay. Give us that reference again, would you? Yeah. It it is uh, Isaiah 50 verse 10. Yeah. So on Bible Gateway, I'm allowed to look at five translations side by side. And I love that parallel. Hey, hello to Brenda Wagner and Brendan John and Corey from Moncton, New Brunswick, Atlantic, Canada, and Robert from Windsor. Yay. Good. Good to see you guys. What's the weather like in Canada today? Uh, Rainy, yucky, and hopefully the sun will come out. Temperature? I don't know. We use real temperature. You guys got this weird F thing, you know, Fahrenheit or something. (laughs) And I don't know what the comparison is. So who knows? I'll I'll tell you in a second. It's uh, we don't have snow 12 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Uh, I have to switch it. See Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit to Celsius. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, 12. Here we go. It is 53. Mm. sunny and 91 in kansas we wish we were in kansas <laughs> stormy hello good morning are we sure this isn't the end times yes we talked about that a couple of weeks ago oh my goodness that's funny this we are looking forward to the kingdom come and we're looking forward to the light that has come and reveals and exposes uh, darkness isn't actually a thing right paul light is right but darkness people say well it's the absence of light yeah but you can't touch it yeah there isn't a thing (laughs) it's only well it's not a thing it only exists in our minds yep and uh and it doesn't have to exist there Mm -hmm. Uh, i I remember was it maybe you can help me with this because i'm not i'm not one of those guys who can pull up bible verses and where stuff is really fast like some scholars i'm just not wired i don't have google built in um but there's a text where i believe jesus or paul was talking about while living they're dead while well or dead while still living do you remember anything like that in the new testament that talks about that does that ring a bell yeah paul's uh it's in uh, titus and he's talking about uh uh a particular woman uh, who's uh, she's alive, but yet she's dead uh, because of uh, because of her actions and her lifestyle and stuff. At least that's what comes to mind. I think you're right because that to me that that's it's a picture, a parable of light and light and dark. That you can still be alive and be dead in your head, and darkness is in, in your mind. Because I know when I first learned identity, one of the biggest revelations for me, which I thought was great, and now I'm questioning some of it, um, is when we're told when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they died. Well, I was automatically told, well, their body didn't die. So what died? It had to have been their spirit. Well, then you begin to explore spirit. What is spirit? 
spirit can't die. Our spirits fused with oneness. We have the life of God. So, so if that's not possible, which it isn't, we are eternal beings. Uh-oh, did I lose you? Uh-oh, I think your his internet went. Hopefully he can come back in. Um, so the spirit didn't die, and I'll have to bring this back up to Paul when he comes back in. Um, he's, he's probably has his, uh, I think his grandson's doing school in the house and using a lot of bandwidth. So not everybody has the super high speeds available to them. Oh, he's from Kansas. That's right. All right. Let's see if we can get Paul back in here. Um, hopefully his computer just didn't die again. If it did, he, we got to get that boy a new computer. <laughs> All right, Linda, good morning. Uh, Linda, where are you from? Linda Strauss, I see you on Facebook. And Brenda says it's sunny in Kitchener. Good. Well, it's cloudy here in Elmira. Um, yeah, very good. This is fun. I love I love being able to see comments all in the same place from everyone. Let's see if we can get Paul back in here. He's either rebooting his computer. Let me go back to what I was sharing earlier. Um, Adam and Eve uh, had the life of God breathed into them in a profound way. Um, and when they ate from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they died in their minds. It, nowhere in scripture does it say their spirit died. So if you've been taught, as I have been, that their spirit died and they're now dead, that's not even that possible that these shells can walk around without life apart from God. God is the source of all life and light. Remember, Jesus said, if the light that is in you, if that light is darkness to you, as in you don't believe it, oh my goodness, how great is that darkness? How debilitating is that darkness? <laughs> that's, that's just crazy. I, uh, this, this topic of light is huge. Uh, good morning, Frida. Um, here we go. Paul, Paul's back in. Okay, here we go. Come on back in, Paul. There we go. There we go, Paul. How you doing, buddy? Good. It, it's so warm in Kansas, my computer overheated. Is it an overheat? I don't know what. It just died. Okay. All right. I'll, I have some ideas afterwards. I'll, I'll talk to you about that afterwards. Okay. All right. Bernice from New Brunswick is saying hello. Good morning. Uh, Linda is from Coon Rapids, Minnesota, which is really cool. That's uh, a good distance away. And uh, I don't know where Frida is from. So hopefully we'll, we'll hear Freda. I don't know how to say that, but we got some people watching from different places. Hey, my, so, go I, ahead. my computer's starting to flicker. I'm going to go to a, a different computer and log sure. back in. It'll just take me about a minute. Take your time. I'll babble on, say hello to folks, okay. and, and we'll go from there. No problem. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to this uh, one text from Isaiah. In fact, uh, let, me, let me show you something else that's really cool. I'm going to share with you a verse from uh, Colossians 1, which is really, really cool. This is a reminder that all things have been created by God because it's easy to forget um, what holds us together. This includes Adam and Eve. Um, let's take a look at this. Here we go. He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created, not some. All things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, 
all things have been created through him and for him. And here's the best part. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. That's Colossians 1, 15 to 17. All right, I got to bring Paul in here. Okay. Paul, let's get you back in here. Good morning. Here he comes. Hey, Paul. Hey. So That's sorry. a different location. That's awesome. Yeah, I was six feet away, but uh, <laughs> you, you can see my light shade over uh, to the side. I'm, I'm not as well lit, but don't um, worry about it. I You're here. I don't think this computer will uh, shut Die. down. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just finished reading, Paul, uh, Colossians 1, 15 to 17, where it says, For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and visible, thrones or dominions, rulers, authorities, all things have been created through him, for him, and he is before all things. And here's the best line, in him all things hold together. Like This mm-hmm. is a huge verse when it comes to exploring light and dark. Because we perceive there's still this weird concept that darkness means absence of God. Yeah. And it can't. can't. People even say hell means absence from God. Well, that's impossible. Because if the hell you're thinking of is created by God, he's there too, holding it together. Yeah. And how can can he be omnipresent (laughs) and... Not be omnipresent. <laughs> well, and, and, well, we've been talking about there's one life, one light. Yeah. It is the light of Christ. He is the light of all people. And yeah. then he calls us light. Yeah. The right? light of the world. Yeah. I know. What does that mean? How have you perceived that one? Because there's got to be a practical application to us being light. Yeah. I, I, uh, that's a great question. And I, you can see light when you look at people through the eyes of Christ. I mean, you, you can um, you can see somebody that may have uh, never opened a Bible, never set foot in church, except maybe for a wedding or a funeral. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody who claims to have no spiritual interest at all, uh, but you can see them with something that they're. Uh, really interested in with maybe art, maybe it's music, uh, maybe it's history or whatever. And it's like it's like their lot, their eyes light up, and they, you know, they're they're interested and they're excited in something. Or um, you know, in in relationships, you take a person like I just described. Uh, take a mom like I just described. She has her a baby, first baby. You know, I mean, it just uh, her countenance lights up that's assuming that of course that we're in our right mind the countenance <laughs> lights up same, same thing you know with the dad and so um the light is there and uh we can we can see it now if if we choose not to if we focus on the fact well yeah there's you know they're just pagans and that they don't know god and they don't have a clue and they're going to hell and all that we're not going to see the light but the light is there uh it's uh it's it's, it's not yet, uh, the people don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's part of, of, of our job is to draw that out of them. I, I have a good friend here uh, in Lawrence who is 
he's just wonderful at that. He, he will, he knows a lot of people in town. He's been in business a long time. People know who he is and he'll be out and about at a restaurant or whatever. And he'll see somebody and somebody will come up and talk and say, Hey, I, you know, my uncle used to work for you a long time ago, whatever stuff like that. And I mean, he just exudes light and he will say to them, boy, it's good to see you. I, I, you look so bright today. I just see the brightness in your eyes and, uh, and almost always they'll, they'll go, well, what are you talking about? And he has a way he can say, well, that's God in you. You, you may not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may not be aware of it, but he's there. And anytime you enjoy something and you feel good about something or there's something that, that you really like, you know, that's God in you. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not using his words exactly, but I think uh, he's a good example to me of us being light. Uh, seeing light, yep. light, you know, uh, light attracts light. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's like a magnet. We're able to, we're able to bring it out to people if we have eyes to see and ears to hear. <laughs> well, here's, here's a John one, nine. This is, you'll love this. I think you know this one by heart. It says the one who is the true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And then yeah. New American Standard Bible says there was the true light or uh, or which enlightens every person coming into the world. Coming into the world enlightens every man. And then the mirror, I love this. A new day for humanity has come. The authentic light of life that illuminates everyone was about to dawn in the world. Yeah. Like this is this is like huge revelation of, of good goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, like this one source, and I think Matthew, in Matthew and Mark, um, Jesus said, "If the light that is in you, if that light is darkness, oh my goodness, how great is that darkness?" Yeah, it's the unawareness. Yeah, I had a uh, something that the Lord showed me last week, and I, I can't, uh, I can't quote the um, the reference right now, but uh, it, it it may be right where you were talking about what what light a person thinks they have will be taken away from them. I, the Lord showed me a different meaning to that than I've ever thought before. Mm. If, if we, the, the beliefs that we have that we're so set on that we, that we think are light, for example, j- just believing that uh, God's keeping a list of wrongs. <laughs> like Santa he, Claus. He, yeah. <laughs> but, but having that belief, thinking that that is uh, true, in other words, that that's our light, that's our understanding, what light we have, if we, if we don't listen with our heart, the scripture there says, um, it, actually, I think, it, I think it was the, the parable of the uh, seeds in the, in the sower, um, and uh, listening with our heart. If we, if we don't listen with our heart, what light we think we have will be taken away from us. Well, the the Lord showed me what that means is the dark thoughts that we have or the incorrect thoughts that we have that we think are right, that's those incorrect thoughts. He's going to take those away from us and all that's going to be left is light. And that's going to, it may be in this lifetime, it may be in the next lifetime, but that taking away what we thought is a good thing 
He's 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 taking. You mean away. there's a grace lens we can put on this? Yeah, he's taking away. He's he's uh, it's it's not a punishment. It may it may feel um, it, it may you know it may be like pulling teeth to get it out, and, and we may fight. You know, our minds fight to hold on to that. But that's that's good news. That is a grace thing. He's going to he's going to take it away from us. Uh, however long it takes and he's going to do it gently and he's going to do it without reproach without condemnation uh he's just going to do that so why not relax and open our hands and open our heart and say all right god i I, i'm going to hold everything that i thought was true about you loosely and show me what's if i have things that are right man show me those if they're wrong just Show me, and I'll let those go. So that you know, it, it, it's having an open heart uh, when when we hear the word of God. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was having a conversation with somebody this past week uh, uh, again about light, and uh, I was taking a look at the story of creation that we have recorded in the Book of Genesis. Uh, however, it was written, um, we had the sun and the moon created a few days after God said, "Let there be light." So what was the light? Well, it's much more than what our eyes can perceive. We we can only physically see certain things, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, the sun and the moon, well, the moon is clearly not light, but the sun is only a source of it. And so what was the light that was created at the beginning? Ultraviolet, call it whatever, the gamma rays, who knows? So light is much deeper and wider and bigger than we think. And to think that we know what it means is pretty arrogant. You know, I, uh, I, I loved when God breathed into Adam, breathed his life. And if he's, if God is light and he breathed his life and light into Adam, what could it have looked like? Well, I, I told you about this before we started the show. Uh, I want to show you guys a video of something I, that is mind boggling, mind blowing. Uh, and that has to do with uh, a sperm uh, hitting an egg and what happens when the one sperm penetrates it literally sparks um, a flash of light there is light at conception you're born with light you're conceived with light like what is going on can i show that video to you paul is that all right please do please all right do. so let's let's get this video going because this is this is bizarre okay watch carefully it's about 40 seconds long What did you think of that? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's more light going on than we know. This is not just a light, uh, pun intended, a fluffy subject. This is, this is deep. It, it is. And it's, you know, it's, it's, there's so many things, you know, 
on this journey for me that's been 10, 11 years now that, uh, that I see uh, in scripture and that I see in people and I, that I see in life that I, uh, I just didn't have eyes to see or ears to hear before. One of them is the word light, in, uh, you know, in scripture, you know, grace is the same way. Love yeah. is the same yeah. way. Uh, we, I memorized a lot of scripture. That, that was just the tradition that I was in. And, Me too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I got the pencil sharpeners when I won in Sunday school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, I don't think I got anything. <laughs> the back of the hand when I, uh, oh. <laughs> when I would miss uh, a word. No, I'm just kidding. But um, those, it's the light. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I wish I could give people a formula and say, Okay, if you do this and do that, then man, you're going to see them. You're going to grasp it. Well, we had the formula before. Yeah. And we exactly. thought we had the answer. And yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it just boils down to uh, being willing to let, to just be with God. And with the Holy Spirit of Christ in us, of course, the whole Trinity is in us. And just being willing to say, Show me whatever you want. To show me, and I'll, I'll. I'm willing to let go of whatever I've held so closely and so dearly, and uh, at, at least to me, that that's the the best I can do from a human standpoint to say how how do we how do we what do we do to bring this about? And and maybe that's even not a good explanation. That's just all I got for right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I I, uh, I was initially woken up to what light means through um, Bruce Walkup from Paracoresis Australia. And as he was teaching, he was, I'm going to see if I have it here. Um, he talks about the light shining through darkness. Um, here we go. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on PowerPoint. One sec. Pop that up. But this this woke me up. So in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And he was in the beginning and uh, with God, all things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being in him was life and life. Here it is, was the light of men. Okay. His life was the light of men. We all have it. Like this is, you cannot forget that. Here it is. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not comprehend it. That That is huge. It can't be comprehended. Do you understand that? Like this is, the, those who do not see Christ as real or God as real, his light still shines in. And the word, the word that Bruce used, he said that word in is like through. It's like me using a laser pointer and I point it at my screen when I'm teaching. The light isn't shining through the screen. It's shining on. Okay, it's very different. But here in this text in John 1, verse 5, it shines through. And this was the first time that I woke up to the reality that God's life and light, because I had a hard time with God's life being in everyone, because that sounds like a strange form of universalism that leaves no choice and whatever like that that really shot me that way but when i saw the light shining through the darkness 
It was the first time that I perceived that God's presence could be in all things and in all people, whether they knew it or not. Because for them, they're in darkness. They think they are. But the light still shines through. Its presence is still there, which brought me to the words of Jesus. If the light that's in you if is darkness to you, how great is that darkness? This is the first time. This was the bridge of, wow, there's a way to perceive this and not have to get shoved into a little box of what it could mean. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I love those uh, aha moments. Those. The, oh, yeah. Well. That, the light bulb comes on. You know? I know. Well, that that one, this this particular verse, the way he explained it was the first time that I could see. Oh my goodness! I'm. Why didn't I see this before? What walls in front of me pre- preventing me from seeing this? And then I realized I, there wasn't a wall in front of me. I was in a Western thinking way of thinking wall. And I was in it. I had no idea. It's like fish being in the water. You ask the fish, "How's the water?" The fish says, "What do you mean water?" Like it doesn't know it. I was in the wall of theological teaching. I had no other concept. And suddenly, boom, the walls literally fall off on the sides like it crumbles. And I'm suddenly left with this vast universe I'm staring at in the sky. It's like looking up the stars in the middle of the night on a really perfect night. You can see everything. How am I going to explain this? There's so many particles here to, to, to explore. The mystery yeah. just got bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, indeed. I, I want to go back to a, a thought that I didn't uh, uh, share very well before when I was uh, having trouble with my computer. But back to the, the parable of the uh, of the sea. Uh, when Jesus explained that to the disciples, he said, "You know, give us the, the meaning of this." He, he said, "The sea is the word of God," um, and the, the word there is logos. Not Bible? And, <laughs> and so the seed is Jesus' words. Jesus is in us, whether we know it or not. It's his spoken word to us. We, we may hear it audible or an impression mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But the seed that falls on, on fertile ground is seed that falls into our our hearts, which is different than our minds, it's it, it's seed that it's Jesus speaking inside of us, and we respond to that. Now he does; he's in everyone, and he, God, he, talking the Holy Spirit of Christ, however you want to look at it, he's speaking life to every single person mm. on the face of the earth. Um, our, and he's speaking that to our heart. To our spirit, our mind has to get out of the way to hear that. But that light is there, and it's it's always there. It's I believe it's he's always speaking to us. He's always communicating to us, and um, it it's in, he's speaking to our heart, to our spirit, who he's one with. I don't know. I, I I don't think I'm explaining this very well. But no, I hear it. You're not babbling. This is, this is way too important. I I have a hunch that because the light is in us and we're not, we're not able to, well, you and I have, have been woken up to an awareness of it, you know, but now we have to look uh, through the eyes of Christ. How is Christ seeing everyone else? Is, is Christ seeing his light in others? 
Like you were saying, light attracts light, right? Yeah. yeah. Or or vib- certain vibrations attract uh, like vibrations. Yeah. Um, we talked about that with the guitars, and you pluck a, yeah. a, a string, it'll resonate the, on the uh, another guitar in the room, the same string. Yeah. So this is all connected. It's all part of the same thing. So as I'm walking around now, and instead of me as a a Christian who thinks he has to win the world to Christ, I see everyone as lost. Okay. Therefore, my job is to win them for Christ. So I got to preach the gospel, get them to say a prayer. But if I now see what I'm seeing, that the light of Christ is already in all humanity then I go searching for light. I yeah. speak to the light. Like yeah. when I do funerals for, for families, whether they're believers or not, I speak to the light in each person. I speak hope and encouragement. Let the Holy Spirit do the work. He can get yeah. our attention. Yeah. How, like how many parents do you and I know that have come to us and begged us to pray for their kid who's not walking with the Lord? Whatever that means. Like it's a, I understand in the Christian world what that means, but what does that mean? Really? Like it's, it's a label we've created to uh, measure in or out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is no in or out there's in. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's exactly right. And, and uh, seeing, seeing people as Christ does, seeing them through the eyes of Christ or through the mind of Christ. I, uh, our, our old friend, uh, Ralph, 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 Ralph. Can't think Harris. Of Ralph Harris. Uh, in, in his uh, first book, he, he talks about uh, when he's with people, asking God in him to reveal to him what God wants him to know about that other person. And sometimes, uh, you know, Ralph said he would reveal to him that, well, this person's a cutter. Uh, this, this young girl that I'm talking to who's got long sleeve uh, shirts on she's the cutter so uh just and then god would would show him would give him the opportunity to gently say to her are you a cutter and there's no way he could have known that obviously so that's that's the thing that always sticks in my mind so i I, i've been uh i've been doing that for a long time now i don't always remember to do it but it's it's my intention when i'm with somebody just to say Jesus, show me what you want me to know about this mm. person. And I think what he shows me, I can describe that as light revealing this, what's going on in that situation with that person. And the light may, may reveal darkness, if you will, may reveal, okay, this person's bothered by that, they're worried by that. They, they may have their church face on. They may have their Sunday go to meeting clothes on. They may be going, praise the Lord, brother. God is good all the time. Or they, and, or they mimic their evangelism course they were trained in. Exactly. And inside, they may, they may just be eaten up with fear or depression or worry or angst or doubts or whatever. Uh, now, we have no way of knowing that. But Christ does. And he's in us. And he's in them. So... Uh, to to me, a, a big part of light is letting Christ, the light in us, who is the light in them, reveal to us mm. what's going on there. And and I think that's the light shines in the darkness. Uh, so, I think that's what does that require of you then, if for that to happen? It, uh, I'm assuming a pause. 
not yeah. running ahead, not not going, yeah. oh, I got here's my list. Here's the four steps I gotta walk this person through. I hear you say, Yeah, we need to learn to slow down more and listen yeah. for the pause of the spirit of Christ in us. Yeah, and listen, that that's exactly right. And and my uh my fallback position is always to think that, <clears throat> you know, what am I going to say next? How am I going to uh, correct what they're saying? How am I going to turn yeah. this conversation to make me look good? Or <laughs> what name can I drop here? Uh, oh, by the way, did you know I'm friends with Mike Sinker? You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, <laughs> <I> lose people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's really pausing is, uh, it's a great term. And it's, you know, it's like, it's like one one year open to what Christ in us is saying, and you know the, it's not like we stick our head in the sand and wait till we hear something and are oblivious to what's going on out there. But it but it's a it's a spiritual pause, if you if you will, and uh, that I guess that's uh, a require. I don't know. I don't like the word requirement, but uh, you know. I, well, here the benefit. I, I, yeah, the benefit. What God requires, I mean, God God requires all sorts of things. Repentance, changing our mind, all these things. But what he requires, he provides. Bingo. He always provides. And in advance, he's provided everything in advance for us. So uh, he, when he requires us to listen, to be able to hear what's going on in somebody else he provides the answer and he he provides you know if if, if we're open he, he'll just say paul listen here I, i'm thinking of baxter kruger you know baxter has different stories we will say you'll see this ticker tape going across his yep. mind god <laughs> saying this is important baxter pay attention you know um and and that's what that's what he, i don't i don't see the ticker tape but but i you know I hear or I see or I feel God saying, this Paul, this is important. Listen, listen to what I got to say here. And it's so, always something that I couldn't see on my own. What would you say to somebody who is struggling to hear that voice? Because I, I constantly I got people asking, how can I know the will of God? What if I miss the will of God? What if I can't hear his voice? What if my you know, pray for my kid who can't hear God? What do we say to them? Because there is some encouragement here. Mm-hmm. What have you said in the past? Because I know what I've said. I'll share that one in a second. But well, I I'd like to have I'd like to be able to give you a you know a one sentence uh, uh, answer to that. I, it, it you know it varies by the situation by by the person and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, I I just I try to get across to them. God is in you. And God is communicating to you all the time. Um, and he, he's not playing hide and go seek with you. Bingo. He, he wants you to hear him. Um, the, for me, what made the difference in being able to hear him was, was having the mindset of being willing to say, speak to me. I'm going to. I'm, I'm willing to listen and set aside what I've, the preconceived ideas that I've had before. Because 
if I if I go to God and say, well, well God, show me what show me how show me what to do in this situation with my relationship with my wife. But I'm only willing to hear one answer. <laughs> my side that's uh, you know change her, Lord, change her. Yeah, if that's, <laughs> if that's all I'm willing to hear, uh, I'm not going to hear anything else. Right. <laughs> so if we if we think, well, God, you know, God, I want God to help me with my situation with my wife, but I just don't hear anything. Well, to me, that's why. So it, it's. Uh, I wish I could just say, boy, it's easy just to flip a switch like that. Um, it's just me. It's being willing to. I think that's what obedience is. For so long, I thought obedience was something else. Obedience is being willing to take what I hear from God and believe that, and then act on it, mm-hmm. uh, rather than saying, "Well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe it and act on it." If I think it's in my best interest. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, I think obedience has become a Christian swear word that uh, the church likes to avoid um, because they only like convenient obedience. And that means that that throws in a dualistic mindset that there is a inconvenient uh, obedience that is that pictures a God really making us do stuff we don't want to do. And it's a false concept of God again, yeah. you know, like you've been, you've been talking about the light of God in you. Um, but I've been telling parents and those asking, you know, I want to know the will of God. I want to hear it. I don't want to miss it. I keep saying God's big enough to get your attention. Yes or no. Well, yeah. Okay. Then rest until he reveals it. It's like your mind being a, um, a huge gymnasium, let's say a stage, a theater stage. It's even better. Let's say your brain in your mind is a theater stage. Um, it's dark, but God's trying to get you to see something. So he puts a spotlight on that section of the, of the theater that he wants you to see, you know, well, I don't like that. Well, that's the light he's trying to show you the, the lights there, you know, yeah. and he's big enough to get your attention. And if you're not quite ready, he knows that too. Yeah. He's infinitely patient. Um, yeah. There's just, there's not a, as much as we would like to, there's not a, a one-size-fits-all way to uh, help somebody hear from God. I agree. Um, uh, I, I, we're I we're hearing, we can go for a walk and hear him. We see him. Oh, of course. You go in a boat, kayaking, canoeing, you see God in all things. There, there's, I just saw somebody uh, put a, post a meme. It's a common meme. You know, religion is somebody at church thinking about fishing. Relationship is a fisherman fishing, thinking about God. You know, and I thought that's good. Yeah, yeah, because there there isn't a legalism that says you have to. And until we extract or un- until we let go of or dissolve, God dissolves uh, some false concepts we have about him in our mind, which is called darkness. As mm-hmm. he dispels those little bits of fake news <laughs> and he reveals and puts in better news, truth. Um, we just got to wait until that happens. You know, we, we need to rush. I, I love to, I used to make this a formula and judge people if they didn't do it. I don't do that anymore. But what I, what I love to do myself is to get up early in the morning and go outside. Uh, I go out on our, our back patio and we've got a pretty large backyard and we, my wife's done a wonderful job of landscaping with uh, all kinds of different plants and trees and bushes and things like that. 
And so I'm out there uh, early in the morning and uh, I, I'm making it, I'm making it uh, focused intention on uh, a good part of that time, just being still and listening and observing. And uh, this has happened more than once, but one time recently, uh, you know, I, I was concerned about finances. So, mm. you know, I, I'm not no, you're not concerned about that. So I'm out there and I'm trying to, I'm trying to not think about that, you know, and um, so I'm out there and, and I see, we got several rabbits that live uh, in the rocks in our backyard. And this rabbit comes out and not very far away from me, just literally a few feet from me and comes up to, so I'm sitting there perfectly still, comes up to one of our flowers and starts eating. Well, my, my first uh, my first reaction was to jump up and say, get out of here, don't eat our flowers, you know. But you know, I just resisted that and I, I just I felt the Lord saying, I mean, this is this is so simple. Uh, I just felt the Lord saying, Paul, you see that rabbit? Uh, yeah, I see it, Lord. I'm in that rabbit. Hmm. Okay. The rabbit's hungry. I provided the flower. He didn't have to work for it. He Ooh. just woke up in the morning. He was hungry. He came to make the flower. Paul, oh. is that kind of capable of providing for you? Yeah, rabbit soup. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just blindsided you. <laughs> Every hunter's thinking the same thing. Come on, I'm not. A hunter. <laughs> Let me think of another uh, example. <laughs> Let me give you the butterfly one. <laughs> That's so awesome. But I, I like the idea, of, and I, I've had some very similar uh, moments of God yeah. saying, "I'm in that in that worm that's crawling across the sidewalk. Don't squish it." Yeah. Yeah, what? something so simple. Come on. Yeah. But it was for me, not for a general world truth. Right. Right. Which is different because now yeah. we, we, we take that and project it on everything else in the world. And who we don't want to hurt a thing. Like yeah. we have to realize that God is trying to reveal himself in us. Um, Mike Craig just asked a question. So then what is sin? Maybe anything we use to try and block that light. Has somebody asked you about that, Paul? Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I can, I can tell you what I think sin is. It, most of us who've had any religious experience uh, know that uh, the Greek word for sin is harmarchia, uh, which means missing the mark, falling, falling short. It's like a, an archer shooting the arrow, falling short of the bullseye. Missing the I, rabbit. Yeah. What what we have, well, we've been we've incorrectly believed that the bullseye is. Uh, moral perfection mm. the bullseye are you ready for this i'm ready the bullseye is god is pure light with no trace of darkness mm. anytime we fall short of comprehending light, anytime we fall short that's what Armartia is. We've translated it with the English word sin, 
and we uh, got to where in, in religious circles every Sunday, the preacher says there's sin right here in River City. And if you don't have it yet, it's going to come to you or to somebody in your family and all that kind of stuff. That's not what sin is. It's not a moral infraction. Not at all. It's not breaking the rules. It's not breaking the Ten Commandments. It's not doing what our church says is morally wrong. It's not at all that. It's having, it's having the, it's missing the mark that Adam missed. Adam, Adam changed his mind. Believed, falsely believed that God was good, that God was for him, that God was pure light. And instead he believed that, okay, now I've done something wrong. God's mad at me. He's angry. He's keeping this to my wrongs. He's going to get me. I got to do something to get right. Mm-hmm. Well, once you go down that path, then all you you do all of these, you're subject to doing all of these other things, abusing other people, telling lies. Because you don't stuff. see the truth about them. That's sin. Yes. Yeah. So sin, here's what sin is. Sin is missing the mark of understanding the absolute truth that God is pure light with no trace of darkness. Mm. And everybody believed that from Adam's time up until Jesus. I mean, Jesus said, nobody knows the Father except me. Everybody believed. We didn't inherit a sin nature. We all passed on the teaching that this is what God is like. We, we had all missed the mark. So this so, darkness has been passed yeah, on. Yeah. So Jesus came to show us the true light. <clears throat> Excuse me. He came to show us what God is really like. And he taught us that, but he showed us, he modeled it, and he did that in spades when <clears throat> we did the worst sin, if you will, of all, and, and murdered him. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. <clears throat> and that's the collective sin of the world, I believe, that Jesus took upon himself and took away. So from that point on, I mean, we, we were all crucified with Jesus, buried with him, raised with him to to new life. I believe what that new life is, certainly in large part, is having the ability to understand, to comprehend that God is pure light with no trace of darkness. Hmm. So any, any sin is simply missing that. And then there are, there are, there are ways that we act out on that. But that's what sin is, and, G- and Jesus has taken it away. I, boy, I, I really have, uh, I, I have to struggle with that getting, uh, to not get upset when people talk about sin, and at the same time, people say that they, that they believe what the Bible says. Yeah, Plainly says. Yeah, when, when he, <laughs> yeah, when, when he says, even in the Old Testament, I've taken their sins as far as the east is from the west. Three different times in Isaiah. I don't bring up their sins against me. I keep no record of sins. Uh, in, in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 18, God the Father is in Christ Jesus, reconciling the entire cosmos to himself, not holding anyone's sins against them. Two while we were times, still dead. Yeah, while we were still dead. Two or, three times, two or three times in Hebrews, you know, I, I choose to remember their sin no more. What sin is there to confess? What sin is there to worry about God holding against us? What sin is there that can keep us from being in God's presence? You, you, you can't just ignore those other verses. Jesus came to take away the sin of the world, and he did. Sin's not an issue with God. 
period. It's not. It has no effect on our relationship with him. It has no effect on our eternal destiny. If people, uh, if people meditate on just that, yeah. their whole world will change oh, in how man. they see people and how they behave. Because I hear yeah. you saying that what, what sin is, but in the same way, practically, when I perceive God as different than he is, that's sin. If I perceive, and here's the worst part, if I perceive myself differently than God perceives me, that is sin. Absolutely. And then I act out that, that sin. So, Absolutely. yeah, like yeah. it's we not have, that complicated. We've, we've totally missed the mark of what sin is. <laughs> Great question, Mike. Thank you so much for putting that in there. Holy I didn't realize that that'd be a great wrap up. Well, let me, it's almost time here. We got to wrap this up. I want to, I want to read one quote from Francois Dutoy. who gave this last week or two weeks ago, he posted this and I want to share it with you all. Uh, this is about light as well. It says this is about deconstruction unlearning made easy, but this can be the same way. If you feel you've got darkness, watch this. You don't have to extract the drought or darkness first. Let the water or light deal with it and watch the space transform naturally. Light dispels darkness effortlessly. Oh, I just love that. It's, yeah. it's, uh, That's great. We just want to help God out. and He doesn't need our help. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what he requires, he provides. And yeah. Yeah. Paul, thank you for this time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, stay on for just a minute once we close off here. Uh, I want to chat with you a little longer. But uh, those who are watching online, thank you. Uh, don't forget to comment. Uh, we'll, we'll be watching the comments later and, and comment as well. This is a fantastic topic. And uh, we're going to do this again sometime. I promise. This is too much fun. Paul, you're so easy to have a conversation with. <laughs> with you as well, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. Uh, it's been a great program. Join me next time on Still Growing in Grace for more good news. Enjoy previous episodes by downloading our podcast at growingingrace.ca. You can also visit hopefellowshipycc.com to find our service times and location. If this show has been an encouragement to you, please consider making a donation today at growingingrace.ca and help us keep spreading this good news. Thank you again for tuning in to Still Growing in Grace.